Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. back ladies and gentlemen thanks for sticking with us here on netflix and swill on wnsw uh radio dan hates when i do my uh, old-timey radio announcer voice hi i'm caleb actually i'm fact-checking as to whether or not it should be a w or a k in front of uh this radio station that you've come up with actually i think you're right i think it is w i think it's like east of the the mississippi is W, and then west of the Mississippi is K. Interesting. I think. I could be wrong about that. Oh, here we go. My radio stations um, always start with blah, blah, blah. Can uh, you do we, your thing? Uh, <laughs> we, we've killed my joke that this is like a radio show. Uh, hi. Oh, here it is. Radio stations east of the Mississippi start with W. So I was right. There it is. So this is WNNS. There it is. And that's why that's why Nate Wade's radio station was K Nate Radio because he's west of the Mississippi. This is a, this is a, this is an improvised show. It's all improvised. It's very funny. Welcome, welcome to uh, Radio Talk with your hosts Caleb and Daniel, Boy. Uh, intellectual NPR boys. Oh no, it's not NPR at all. Not even remotely. <laughs> Oh, man. How are you, friend? Let's just fucking get in the banter. Jesus Christ. I think people just want banter at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's least favorite segment. They'd rather have that. Please get through this to get to the banter. (laughs) Uh, I am, uh, I'm okay. I'm hurting. I've had a headache for two days and a stomach ache for a day and a half. Sounds like you're dying. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. Have you WebMD'd your symptoms? Uh, cancer. That, yeah, th- see, that's 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 what I was going to say. You know, based off of my uh, very expertise in uh, WebMD, yeah. you have cancer. Specifically, uh, it seems like it's most likely ovarian cancer, so I'll have to get that checked out. Well, you are being a big baby about all your pain, so that is uh, horribly insensitive, and I am sorry I even said that. Yeah, what the fuck? Everybody knows that men are the biggest babies when they get sick. It's true. I had the flu all last week, and like I was trying not to bitch about it the whole time. I was doing a really good job, uh, except for when someone was like, so how you feeling? And I'm like, well, you know, my head hurts, my sinuses hurt, everything hurts. There was a day where we played football, and then the day after that, I basically had to lay in bed for the entire day because I was both sick and hurt from playing football. Like it was like right at the beginning of the school year. So like my body wasn't used to, uh, you know, getting assaulted by my friends. And yeah, so I just laid in bed whining about how much in pain I was. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I did today. It's pretty awful. 
don't know. I've got some. Uh, I've got some medicine to help me out. It's uh, time for Caleb's swill check-in corner. Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans. Stay away from the cans. Regale me, friend. <laughs> Having a cocksucking gin and tonic. Oh, look at you! What kind of what kind of gin? Tanqueray. Ooh. See, I wanted to go out and get a some aviation gin, mainly because it's like Ryan Reynolds' thing, and I, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with the extended Peloton universe of commercials, but uh, <laughs> I, I was very much intrigued to try some aviation gin after that. Also, after seeing it in our feature review of Six Underground, if you if you missed that pro- product placement, uh, it was at the bar scene about twenty minutes in. Uh, hey, I I also have a swill update. Oh yeah, look at you. My last beer. Well, maybe maybe my last beer. I don't know. I have a holiday party next weekend, but uh I'm drinking a Bud Light that was in the fridge for the last like 4 months. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's uh Bud Light. What what do you what else do you want from me here? Uh Bud Light Lime, I guess. Yeah, probably that'd be better. Ish. No. Ish. They're both bad. Uh, I mean, it's Budweiser. Of course, everything is bad. Uh, good talk. <laughs> hey, what news is there? Oh, shit, it's mail time. All right, so, uh, Caleb, it's award season. Uh, Netflix has garnered many award nominations, uh, and some wins in, in some circles. Uh, but. Uh, Today, or like recently, it came out that Netflix has been apparently flying critics uh, and voters in these awards to uh, Los Angeles and New York for experiences and seeing uh, such movies as Marriage Story, Two Popes, and The Irishman, and Dolomite Is My Name. Uh, Discuss on how this is a story. I'm just glad that none of the other big media companies do this. I know. They're all virtuistic, you know. just upstanding citizens of of the media, and they're exactly why I take award season so seriously. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I get it. They're they're trying to buy people to pay to vote for their movies because they think having prestige, like go like right now, if you go on Netflix and you look at like The Irishman, Dolomite is my name, uh, Marriage Story. Uh, even two popes actually, which isn't up yet, but it will be up as of Friday. Like it says, Golden Globe nominated right now. Like, and that's a a big thing for people. So like, I don't know. Good, good for them, I guess. I guess, yeah. I don't know. Like, it, we're we're not seeing any of this shit. Like, no, they're not flying me anywhere. They're not flying you anywhere. They're not letting us stay in thousand uh, dollar hotel rooms to to watch these movies. They won't even give us screeners. Like, all they have to do. Is like give us like we don't need money. Just give us one thing that's free, and we'll do a better job than these fucking critics will of promoting your shit. Because God forbid you learn how to promote it yourselves, Netflix. <laughs> that that whole like buying awards thing is exactly why I don't care about awards. Like, is it is it that they were like bribing them to get positive like? consideration or is it just like hey if you want to consider our movie and like come out here we'll 
pay for your travel expenses or whatever? Um, it, it seems like more the latter, but it's also like that kind of implicit, like, hey, we're paying for your travel. Review our movie good kind of thing. All I can say is we've never been paid for a review in our lives. Yeah. Except by our wonderful patrons. That, that, you that's can sign true. up at patreon.com. Slash Netflix and Swell. Get get all the uh, exclusive bonus content. And uh, if you write us a good Apple Podcast review, we will uh, pay for your bus ticket to go to iTunes store. Sure. Yeah. That sounds okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, whatever. Uh, there, there's a couple things like with the golden globe specifically, like apparently when they see us wasn't nominated for a single award, which is, uh, asinine to me. Cause that's, that series is excellent and unbelievable. Got a shit ton of nominations. So like, I don't know. But other than that, like, I, I don't care. Like, yeah, our award show comes up, and I've been memeing, like, I, I don't give a shit about the Hollywood award system, but uh, the Swilly's coming out January 7th, 2020, and, like, I care about those because they're our opinion, as opposed to whatever whatever this other shit is. Yeah. No, I don't have anything else to say, really. I don't, I, I just don't care anymore. Yeah. I... You might be able to tell I I didn't really care in the first place. You're not wrong. <laughs> I just thought it was I thought it would maybe be an interesting thing to talk about, but I mean ultimately the awards system means so little to us that there was never going to be a decision. Like fuck it. It's true. All right, so why don't we talk about some new trailers that came out this weekend downstream. Baby, I can't control the internet. <laughs> This is one of the most confusing weeks for me doing this show. I don't know what any of these trailers are. Uh, so the first one is a movie called The App. And um, I guess it's like uh, a dating app for married people. That's a topical thing from the news. Um, but then, like, I guess it's about... A, a woman using that to catfish this guy and get him like obsessed with her. And then she like pulls him into her cult or something. It looks like I got the impression that he was making like a Jesus movie. Cause he's, he's apparently a filmmaker. Oh, but like, I, I like, like, like you said, I don't know. Like, I don't know what this movie's about. Like other movies, like, I go back to it every time, but the perfection laid out a very clear, uh, laid out very clearly what it was. It just gave you nothing after a certain point, and you just you just bought in after that. So like this, it's like I don't know what this is, and you've shown me most of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. It looked like he was going to be a human sacrifice or something because it had him like tied to a cross i don't know right yeah I, I guess i didn't even get from this trailer that he was like a filmmaker yeah. he should have he should have emphasized that more maybe they should have put more emphasis on that syllable do people remember view from the top no 
I just remember I just remember it because you've made that reference before. S is the window. Alright, our next trailer is for Spinning Out. It's a series about a figure skater who took a fall and now is trying to win her way back into something. Yeah. They make a joke about Nancy Kerrigan in the trailer. I remember, yeah, they did do that. Is that two nineties? No, I Tanya came out three years ago. By the time this this show comes out, so no, it's not irrelevant. Do you ever think that Michelle Kwan's like really mad that that's the only people that's the only thing anybody like knows about figure skating? Is that a, a mob hitman bashed a girl's knees with a baseball bat? I mean, probably. Uh, I didn't like this trailer. Like, it was just, like, a lot of quick cuts of, like, no-context words being said. Yeah. So, like, I I don't... It doesn't look interesting. It's weird. They they cut the trailer like it's a horror, you know? Because she's, like, having a panic attack about putting her skates on. Yeah, she's... Because uh... I guess she fell and, like, hit her head on the ice. Yeah, and then she's like, I don't know, uh, potentially, she's potentially on pills or something. Like she's using pills uh, outside of like what they're supposed to be used for. So I, 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 don't, I don't even know, I don't know what these orange pills do. Look at these orange pills! I got all these orange pills over here. These are fucking orange pills. Boy, do the countdown have something coming to them. <laughs> Uh, so spinning out might be okay. He might be fine. Yeah. I don't know. I hope they do, uh, a movie for every obscure uh, sport. <laughs> so I'm, I'm waiting for, uh, the curling movie. Oh my God, please. Everyone gets so into curling. Yeah. There has never been a curling movie. What the fuck are we waiting for? Right? Alright, uh, our last trailer is for a series called The Gift. The Gift Down. Uh, it looks like this woman uh, drew this certain symbol uh, from, like, birth, pretty much. And uh, now she's an archaeologist and found this symbol in an archaeological dig. And it might explain where she came from because she was apparently an orphan. That's that's the show. I'm not saying that it's aliens, but it's aliens. No, it's definitely aliens. Like, come on. What do you think this is? Yeah. Also, the symbol looks kind of like a crop circle. It's a couple like a two circles in a diamond shape connected by a couple lines. Yeah. Uh, I can safely say with this downstream, I want I actually want to watch none of these things. Yeah. Um. Fuck you! It's January. Yeah. Sometimes with downstream, I'm I'm excited. Sometimes I'm uh like I'm very underwhelmed with this. Like this isn't one of the times when I'm just whelmed or like into it. It's just. It just is. Yeah. 
I'll never think about any of these again. Yep. Yeah. 100% true. So why don't we uh, just move over into quick hits and talk about some stuff we watched this week. I didn't put anything extra on my watch schedule for this week, but I see you have something on there. So why don't you tell me about Astronomy Club? All right. So Colby Mack over on Twitter was like, yo, you got to watch this show. It's a sketch comedy show. Uh, the, the cast is entirely black. So, uh, it's, so, you know, I watched it because, you know, hashtag Colby told me. So I listened to him so he didn't have to uh, beat me up. And, uh, I don't think Colby would beat you up. uh, I I don't know. When Colby tells you something, you better listen. And I don't want to know what the consequences are to not listening. He's, he's a nice boy. He's a nice boy. But I don't want I don't want to find out the consequences, Caleb. What aren't you getting about this? <laughs> and you know he's gonna watch it because of the implication. <laughs> so yeah, I, I watched it. Uh, like I said, it's a comedy show, a comedy sketch show featuring uh, eight black cast members, and it's actually pretty funny. Uh, I don't get most of like not. I don't want to say most of the stuff. I didn't get some of the stuff because like. They're very clearly about black culture and uh, checking my skin tone. Yep, white boy. Uh, I didn't get so I didn't, like I didn't understand some of those, but like there was some more general flavor stuff that like was funny. Like they do an ice cube day, and uh, you know, two of the cast members are fighting over who's the Martin Lawrence character from uh, Barbershop. <laughs> so like, and then Ice Cube shows up, and they they do some Ice Cube. Some ice cube lines and shit. Like it's it's funny. <laughs> I'm pi- <laughs> I'm picturing. Uh, <laughs> this is how my mind works. Um, when you said ice cube day, I was like, what would it be like if a bunch of white people had an ice cube day? It's like, oh, I I got this uh, Han Solo frozen in carbonite ice cube tray, and I'm gonna put those in my drinks. Oh, minor little R two D twos. It just happened. I have no idea what what did you just do? Because white people are fucking nerds. Oh well, well, sure. Uh, I I think the the sketch you would get the most out of is called uh, Bodegas and Dragons, uh, and it's basically like oh a god. street version of D and D. Oh my god, that is incredibly <laughs> racist. But like, it, it's made from like the perspective that like the white people know it's racist and like just do it anyway. And the, the black employee from wizards of the coast is like, I fucking told y'all this was racist <laughs> and you didn't listen to me. That sounds incredible. So yeah, uh, there's six episodes. Uh, they're 20 minutes a piece. So this will take you roughly half an Irishman to watch. Uh- yeah, I recommend it. Uh, I, I'm giving it like a three and a half. Like, I think it's a good show. But like, like I said, like some of the jokes don't work for me because I just straight up don't understand them. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird how like how um, different like our culture experience is even within. I I, tr- I tend to think of myself as a pretty worldly guy, but yeah, there's definitely things like even from my own culture, like I just don't get it. Yeah. Like somebody was trying to tell me who the fuck Jojo Siwa is, and I was just like, 
Is it like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? <laughs> not even a little bit. No, that's that's not that's not accurate. You know, there was a there was an image of that girl because like, she's like a, a young girl, but you can tell she's having like hypertension alopecia because like her gimmick is that she's in a very tight ponytail. Yeah. And you can see like her hairline just and, fucking retreating up her head. Yeah, and as I learned from uh Derek Zoolander, that, that creates night pattern dryness around your scalp line. <laughs> <laughs> I I never thought we'd transition from Jojo Siwa to fucking <laughs> Zoolander, but there it is. This is the kind of thunder that I bring to the show, baby. Oh my god. Uh, well, I mean, speaking of thunder, I think that's it for quick hits. Uh, so, so let's, uh, you know, cut into a quick promo break for uh, another podcast and then when we come back we'll talk about some thunderous explosions with michael bay's six underground it's the 90s again it wasn't it wasn't even a cool dog like a rottweiler <laughs> no, it's like no a schnauzer. Schnauzer almost took me off the <laughs> earth so did you drink a lot did you yeah. uh, do drugs i mean what yeah i yes to both <laughs> <laughs> and i gotta tell you i i was an ass Really? For the bulk of those years. Okay. Just and like, what, you mean arrogant? The, the arrogant. What? It was just all about Phil Moon, whatever Phil Moon could do to benefit Phil Moon. Okay. Uh, and I didn't care who I walked on, who I stepped on, who I angered. Have you ever passed someone on the sidewalk and wondered what their story is? What makes them tick? What makes them who they are? I'm Nathan Wade, and I'm the host of Everyone Has a Story podcast. Each week, we interview an average person and explore the events that have impacted, shaped, and molded them into the individuals they are today. In this world of vicious social media rants and bitter partisan politics, we need to put the Facebook down, shut the Fox News or CNN off, and take our neighbor a plate of cookies. Now, I'm trying to do my small part here to bring people a little closer together. So grab your favorite beverage, find a comfy chair, and join me in on the conversation. Everyone Has a Story releases a new episode every Monday morning. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also listen and subscribe at everyonehasastorypodcast.com. Remember, everyone is unique. Everyone has a story. What's yours? Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it is time to talk about the latest Michael Bay action-thrilling awesome movie, Six Underground. Six Underground represents everything that I hate about movies nowadays. (laughs) Anything else you want to say? Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. um, Directed by Michael Bay. Stars Ryan Reynolds, Melanie Laurent, uh, other people, and then Dave Franco. I found this movie very hard to follow because I found it very hard to pay attention to. Well, that's 100% true. It's, uh, uh, well, the premise is that Ryan Reynolds and some other people are like a ragtag, not even mercenary vigilante group i guess um who go around and do missions Mm -hmm. and uh they're all people who like 
are quote unquote officially dead. So like they they're like ghosts and can go anywhere and do whatever. And I don't know like is Ryan Reynolds character supposed to have military experience or like he just knew some people that were in the CIA? Uh, I took it as he just knows people. Yeah, because they make him do, like, uh, a lot of action stuff. And, like, I'm just like, well, how does he know how to do all of this? But uh, also, he's a science man. Uh, and a billionaire and it's, boy. It's, it's like, movie science that that isn't anything. They just pick, like, you know, like, every movie... Says like, oh, this works. It's a quantum uh, beam gun. Yeah, and that's why it like can kill everybody. But like, it doesn't have anything to do with science. It's just like a scientific sounding word. Right. Yeah. That's that sounds like an action movie. Yeah. So like, uh, the reason Ryan Reynolds is a a billionaire boy, uh, is because. He created neodymium magnets, which is an actual thing. They're called rare earth magnets. Um, They were created in 1982 by General Motors, uh, and that's how computer hard drives work. But, like, in more modern times, apparently Ryan Reynolds invented them, and it's basically like the Force... Like, anything that needs to happen in this movie that they can't explain why it'll happen, that but, like, the plot needs it to happen, mm-hmm. a magnet does it. Well, fortunately, that's, like, just at the very end, like, the, the, the big climax is just, like, oh, we turn the ship into a magnet, and that's why all everyone's guns fly away, and they fly across yeah. the, the ship for some reason. It, but, but their guns don't, because they have ceramic and plastic guns. Which, like, okay, thank you for at least doing that, because otherwise you'd be insulting me directly as a human being. Are they using ceramic bullets? (sighs) I don't actually know. I don't remember what they said. They they dropped a bunch of stuff. I don't know if they said anything about the bullets. I don't know. You could, I mean, I guess you could use certain plastics as, like, the actual bullet. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, like, they broke down, like, oh, the barrel's made of ceramic, which, you know, you would get a couple shots out of, and then it would break. And, like, the magazine for the guns was made out of plastic and stuff, and I was like, what about the bullets? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember them saying anything about that, but, yeah, that happened. So, So they decide to overthrow a Middle Eastern country, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's kind of amazing because like the movie decides like at the here f- comes imperialism. Well, no, like the way they tell this story is incredible because like they tell us st- they start in the present, uh, in terms of the movie, but then they flash back to four months earlier to tell you the story about their first mission and how it went wrong, 
and then they flash back to the present only for you to begin to learn everyone's backstory, which requires you to flash back four years prior when <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is in uh, a field hospital for prisoners of not prisoners of war, but like refugees within this Tur- within Turkestan and like their evil dictator dropping like sarin gas on each other uh, to uh, flash forward six months from the four years ago to that time where he runs into the dictator at the French opera, uh, to then flash back to the present, to then uh, stay there for two minutes, and then flash back to how he met uh, one of the the people who's in the group at an indeterminate po- point in time, because we don't know what year it is, but uh, they flash 2017 on the screen, and that brings no point of reference, because every time before they've said two years, six months, whatever. They've never used an actual year. So the movie makes itself overly convoluted for exactly no reason. Yeah, it's a, it's a groundbreaking landmark achievement in cinema. Very cool. Um, very cool. Very, very cool, very cool. Uh, Michael Bay is a hack fraud. Um, <laughs> he should be in the same category as Adam Sandler. Um, uh. Stop giving him money. He is... Uh, stealing from the people who invest in his movies. Can we talk about how badly edited this movie is? Yeah, we should. So, uh within the within the first sequence of the movie, which is supposed to be like this action-packed car set, a uh, set piece, uh set in Italy. And everyone on Twitter yeah, it's was like to be. Everyone on the Twitter was like, "Oh my god, this is so amazing. It's pulse pounding." And I'm just like, no, this is nauseating because not even not even nauseating, but like impossible to follow because of all the quick cuts. Because Michael Bay can't shoot like 2019 action, like whatever. But there's uh, several sequences where Dave Franco is wearing a hat as he's driving the car, but then the hat is off, but then the hat is back on again, but then the hat is off, and the hat is still off, but then the hat's back on again. And then there's another time where Ryan Reynolds takes his head out of the car. Uh, as they're doing this slow-mo turn because Michael Bay thinks fun action movies means uh, incessant slow-mo because he went to the Zack Snyder school of shooting action. Yeah. And, I'm amazed that the car didn't transform into a robot. <laughs> but Ryan Reynolds' ca- hand uh, or head is not sticking out of the car in these uh, close-up shots to the, the, the car doing the, the, the Tokyo Drift. So, like, it's just an, an editing nightmare. Like, I, I don't know who didn't sit with Michael Bay and wasn't just like, hey, so you got to shoot Ryan Reynolds with his head out of the co- outside the car while you're doing the Tokyo Drifts, because otherwise it looks stupid. I don't know what I did to deserve this movie. I don't either. I thought this would be fun. Like, I thought Bright two years ago was fun. I didn't find this fun. I found this uh, insulting. And I found it, uh... It's just, it's just noise. Like, the whole movie is just noise. Yeah, like, the soundtrack... Like it's just a visual mess. Speaking of noise, the soundtrack is fucking terrible. It's just, like, you, this one do band. Know, do you want to know the sound that the magnet makes when they turn it on? You know, the the noise that Michael Bay is obsessed with that happens in all of his movies i don't i don't know uh 
I guess I'll say the only surprise I had for this movie was that Dave Franco died at the beginning. Like, I didn't expect him to die, even though, like, I should have, this because all the marketing said he was never really in the movie in the first place. Yeah. It's kind of like, I I hate to bring this piece of shit up, but it's kind of like the opposite of what they did with Alien Covenant, where, like, James Franco was in all the marketing material for the movie, and then whenever you watch the movie, which you shouldn't, um... James Franco dies in like the first couple minutes. I don't think he has like a spoken line of dialogue in the movie. Uh, Ashley would be mad at me if I didn't mention it, but she also brought that up in reference to the Dave Franco aspect of the movie. So there you go, Ashley. Don't get mad at me. But Caleb thought of that himself. She gets mad when I don't attribute her with thoughts she had, despite the fact that I also came up with these independent thoughts myself. It's almost like I can have the same line of thinking as somebody, but what a concept. Hey, here's a concept that works. 20, 20 million, million other, other original rapper. thoughts emerge. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I guess, is there anything else to say? Like, the only other thing I want to talk about is, like, I'm glad Melanie Laurent is in something else. Like, because I've seen her in two movies. One being in Inglorious Bastards and the other being Enemy. And outside of that, like she's never in anything. Like she's uh, very, she's a very attractive woman, uh, and she's also a good actress. Like there was, she had some good moments in this movie, like when she's uh, pretending to be some drunk rich socialite, uh, while also uh, having to like scout for shit. Like I thought that was funny. Like she provided some good comedy, but like outside of that, fuck this movie. I wish that Netflix did physical releases so that I could destroy this movie. Right? Speaking of which, I gotta find and see if Cloverfield Paradox ever got released. Because remember, that was that was gonna be a thing. Oh, yeah. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Oh! Yep, there it is. There, there it is. Yep, released February, 2000, uh, February 5th, 2019. Uh, what would you rate Six Underground? Uh, real quick, it's saying that uh, the studio for Cloverfield Paradox was Paramount, so that's probably why it's getting released in the first place. Uh, so mm. g- good luck with this ever getting a release. Uh, one and a half for Six Underground. Like It was a, a movie that somewhat held my attention, somewhat, but also was badly, badly, badly made. Yeah, um... Ryan Reynolds has his Ryan Reynolds charm here, but, like, I don't know why he chose this project, because he's in a lot of things, but, like, I guess he just, maybe he owed Michael Bay a favor. I, I feel like there's weird contract litigation in Hollywood where, like, if you agree to do, like, this shit movie and this shit movie you'll get to do this project that you really want to do. So it might be something like that. But uh, at any rate, uh, charming as he may be, Ryan Reynolds cannot elevate this source material. Uh, and I will also give it a one and a half. Fuck you, it's mid-December. Fuck you, it's year. That's what this fucking thing was. Uh, I can't believe Netflix spent as much money on this as they did The Irishman. Wow. 
Roughly. It's rough. It's in the same ballpark. I'm shook. <laughs> you you should be shook. Uh, so uh, uh, with that, let's just, uh, cut into another break. And when we come back from that, we're going to talk about uh, a, a dick pic. The Netflix and Swole podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Gerald from Two Peas on the podcast. Nick and Justin from the Epic Film Guys podcast. Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast, the IMDb Journey podcast, Julio from the Contrarians podcast, Ashley Gorski from the Rabbit Ears TV podcast, Nate Wade from the Everyone Has a Story podcast, Bill Sutton, James Delarosa, Ben Kiefer, Chris Yaney, Brianna Petty, and Dan's mom. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com slash Netflix and Swill. In order to reach a wider audience, the show needs Apple Podcast reviews. To leave us a review, follow the link in the show notes or search for the show on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and helping us grow. Our audience is at the heart of everything we do. You make the one-star movies worth it. Welcome back, everybody. It's our final segment where we talk about dick pics. So we're just done with phrasing, right? Jesus, look at that black cock. All right, and uh, this week's dick pic was yours. It is uh, cardboard gangsters off of the word card. I was really, really hoping for the Yu-Gi-Oh! movie, but... (laughs) Alas. So basically, this movie is set in the town of Darndale, Ireland. I think it's Ireland. And yeah. uh, follows four uh, youngish, like mid, like yeah, youngish adults uh, who are relatively poor, uh, living off of welfare, and are trying to make it in life, uh, all while being uh, feeling the pressure of an overlord gang member uh, named Dira. And uh, I know you didn't get to finish all of it because you are a, a hurdy boy, but. Yeah, that's my headache was flaring up real bad, and I don't know. I couldn't really like parse everybody's like very thick Irish accents. <laughs> yeah, uh, believe me, that was like uh, I they they dags. Do you like dags? They first start talking in the first three minutes. And I'm like, oh my god, I am so thankful for subtitles right now because I have no idea what this one guy just fucking said. Um, no, but like, I. Rather like this. It was actually like pretty good, because like like I said, it starts out with four friends who like are pretty poor and like they sell like weed on the side, but then like they get into heroin dealing and uh, the main gangster also uh, deals heroin and therefore doesn't want anyone to deal heroin. So it's just basically like these guys trying to sell drugs under his nose. Uh, getting successful at it, uh, getting too big for their britches, and then, like, their inevitable fall. And, like, I... uh, So, like, it's pretty decently acted, like, I say this, but, like, they're speaking English, but also with the Irish accent, it sounds like a fucking foreign language, so, like, I can't... Yeah. I can't be too sure on that. Um, Like, it's an interesting story, because, like, the one guy always seems in control, but then, like... it's a little triple frontiery because like they should like in reality, they should know what their cutoff point is, but they get like, 
they get too like sure of themselves so they just like do whatever and, and they just keep going and going like uh, they start buying like jewelry and shit and like expensive clothes and cars and it's just like if you guys didn't show off how much fucking money you had and just paid off your bills then it would probably you'd probably be in okay shape but you're you're flaunting your wealth or your newfound wealth and now you just look like jackasses and are calling attention to yourselves Uh, in the last act of the movie, there's a couple events that happened that uh, really s- changed the the paradigm of what their relationship is with this uh, overseeing drug dealer, like the the main crime boss of the town. Uh, I I don't want to spoil them here. Like I I will recommend this movie. Like I I think it's actually good. Uh, I would recommend turning on subtitles for it because otherwise you ain't gonna hear shit and understand shit. But um. Yeah, uh, I give this a three and a half. Like, it's a nice little movie. It's uh, an hour and a half, so it's uh, half an Irishman. You know, who doesn't love those? <laughs> uh, the irony being that there's like seven Irishmen in it. Oh, no, there's, there's like 15. Like, men, specifically. But, yeah. Cardboard gangsters. Uh... A relative surprise. Like, I, I didn't expect much from it, and turned out it was pretty good. That's cool. Yeah, sorry I, uh, for the most part, missed it. Yeah, it happens. I don't want to say I was blown away. Like, it, it's not, like, that amazing, but, like, pleasantly surprised is is how I feel. Well, that's why we do this segment, so we can get those little nice surprises once in a while (laughs) once in a while other times you get like what the fuck did we even watch last week i don't even remember what we fucking watched. sometimes i get to watch thomas the tank engine and friends Uh, uh, or tinkerbell or even better caleb just friends Another Ryan Reynolds masterpiece. Oh my god. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, Ryan Reynolds isn't a good actor. <laughs> maybe. Although, apparently, uh, he's very good in Adventureland, uh, according to Alex and... Adventureland is great. According to Alex and Julio. Uh, I haven't seen it, but uh, I'll take their word for it. And if you're saying it's great, and if he's good, I'll take your, I'll take your word for it and believe you guys. So, okay. Uh, so, Caleb, what are we doing next week on the show? Uh, next week, we're doing a double feature. Uh, we are going to be reviewing season one of The Witcher and The Two Popes. Yeah, uh, I'm actually excited for both. You know, The Witcher from uh, all the Henry Cavillness and like the, the, the games and such, which you're never on Twitter, but there is apparently a, a whole th- hubbub about the fact that Henry Cavill is playing Geralt now, despite the fact that he was cast like two years ago at this point and they were they were like he's too young and he's too handsome Geralt in the books is supposed to be old and ugly and I'm just like oh my god who gives a fuck this is the last wish this is the the very first Witcher story he's young in it but but Caleb people have to compare him to the games because it's the only thing they know who give who gives a stupid I hate these people they are the worst these people 
They're they are honestly the worst. Like they they ruin things for themselves because they'd rather bitch about things than actually like let it exist. And I'm an insufferable man child. <laughs> but yeah, also the two popes. Like, uh, I mean, go- Golden Globes be damned, but uh, it looks like Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price are going to put on a clinic here for us. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so you can find that episode and other things uh, such as that at NetflixAndSwill.com. There you can find uh, reviews such as the one Colby Mack just did for Marriage Story. You can uh, That's at NetflixAndSwill.com slash reviews. Uh, and also at NetflixAndSwill.com you can find links to uh, our Patreon, our merch page, which somebody bought a shirt from us from Teespring. Uh, I didn't even Hooray. realize we had a Teespring store. I guess I entirely forgot about that. But uh, thank you, whoever that was. Please share that on social media, media and, and stuff. So I can yeah. shout you out and thank you. We have shirts. You have a torso. We can do business here. Still need to get the new logo on a shirt, but uh, that's neither here nor there at this point. Uh, but, yeah, you can do all that stuff. Uh, Netflixandswill.com. Uh, also, leave us Apple Podcast reviews, because we need them. You got them, we need them. What you got, we gotta get it. Put it in me. You're you're just inspired by the John Fresciani news. Uh, well, it's time to end the show. Where can the people find us, Dan? Are are you serious? Are you drunk? <laughs> I just did that. <laughs> I guess I didn't hear the part where you said about the website. I- I you, thought you just you you mean the whole thing where I was like, hey, check out our website where you can find reviews like the one we have for Colby Mac plus our Patreon plus our website or plus our merch page. Oh, yeah, that's you, right. You did say all that. Yeah, yeah. I kind of zoned out when you were talking about the merch page, and I thought you just did that. Oh no, I mean I I understand zoning I, uh, out, but no, I'm in a pretty bad way, so I'm gonna go have a lie down. Um, until next week, this is Caleb saying we'll see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.